Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. phone, phone. Oh, yeah. All right. It's the verbal version of the replay, the recap, the game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch, players and coaches, the man keeps you posted, whether you're rooting for the home or away, dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip, we keep the conversation going and we cover it all, so when it goes down, you know the score, when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk, this is the big leagues, the ball is in your core, the best place for debate, the point of view, after further review, you know what to do. Rob Gronkowski, 
um, you know, the addition of Leonard Fournette, you know, um, and to go along with, you know, the rookie that we picked up in the draft, Tristan Worst from Iowa. I think, man, um, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, a lot of positivity was, you know, going to be in the building. But me, I kept it, you know, on an even keel. Like, yo, you know, Brady, you know, his, you know, advanced age, even though he's the quote unquote greatest of all time. Um, you know, now he's going to a situation where he could either look like Joe Montana with the Chiefs or he could look like Joe Namath with the Rams. So, you know, if you remember Joe Montana, you know, the great 49ers, you know, all-timer, um, went to the Kansas City Chiefs and actually took them to an AFC championship game. You know what I mean? As opposed to a Joe Namath who, you know, Super Bowl three champion, um, you know, story career. Um, you know, with the Los Angeles Rams, he didn't really do so much. You know what I mean? So again, you you know, you'd like to remember them and, and their greatness. Um, and I say all that to say, man. Um, you know, a lot of you know pieces moving around in the NFL and things of that nature and stuff like that. And everybody's getting kind of like acclimated to their new surroundings. I'm not mad at that, but uh, um, again, um, it's the same story. You know, you shake it out. It's the same. It's the same. Same. Story. I want to talk a little bit about football tonight because um, we're getting late into the season, and I want to talk about some things that um, I feel like need to be talked about, straight like that. And one of the things I feel like need to be talked about at this point in the NFL season is the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have nine wins. They're nine and three. I think they're getting ready to play the biggest game, absolutely the biggest game, in the new, quote-unquote, Cleveland Browns era of this, you know, we're going to win and we're going to do what we got to do with Baker Mayfield era. Let's say it like that. The biggest game. No question about it. Coming up on Monday night. Um, this is the position that a lot of people expected the Cleveland Browns to be in last year. Okay? Um, we're not going to dwell on that because, you know, we know – you know, that they didn't have the right coach for that situation. A lot of other things went down and stuff like that. Now they have, you know, Kevin Stefanski, um, who is a presence. If not anything else, he's a presence. So when you have that different type of presence in, you know, in, in, in a position of authority, I think the guys are going to listen and pay attention. You could listen, but you could listen, you know, and not pay attention, and then you become an undisciplined team, and that's how it goes. But I think they're listening and paying attention now, and it's starting to come together for the Cleveland Browns. Um, they're going to play a, you know, a, a prove-it game against the Baltimore Ravens, who actually, for me, the Baltimore Ravens are on the downside. And I think, you know, if, if the Cleveland Browns are going to catch them, if there's any time to catch the Baltimore Ravens, it's right now. When the team like the Ravens, they're kind of, you know, unsure about where they are and who they are. Of course, they look dominant in, in, against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys stink. So that doesn't even count. A, a team like Baltimore, coming off the record they had last year, okay, and the expectations and everybody was, you know, so, you know, in fear of what they could do offensively and defensively, they're 7-5. and five. They're two games behind the Cleveland Browns. Who saw that coming? As much respect as you want to put on the Cleveland Browns name, who saw 9-3 and three at this point in the season coming for the Cleveland Browns? 
And who saw the Baltimore Ravens being two games behind the Cleveland Browns at this point in the season? So, again, I think that the Baltimore Ravens are in a game where they have to, you know, look at um, the future. Real talk. And it's coming against the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say that again. The Cleveland Browns. You know, there was so much jokes made about them. And again, man, um, you know, you never do it in your first year. Never. Never do it in your first year. The rare occasion that it has happened, that's why they call it rare occasion. Never do it in the first year. Um, talking about teams who look good and now are kind of like, you know, you know, kind of leveling off a little bit as opposed to teams who kind of looked like, you know, didn't, you know, weren't ready for the season to start and they're kind of like back to where they need to be. One of those teams is um, the Green Bay Packers. All right. Um, they're nine and three. Um, they have a very, very potent offense, and I think they're starting to wake up. I said that um, I think on my man Steve's show the other day. I, th- I think I said the Packers are starting to wake up, as opposed to the Seattle Seahawks. They lost to a improving Giants team at home. Couldn't get, do anything on offense, and I think that's an indictment on you know where they are and where the Giants are. That's a game where you're looking at a team like this. Wow, this team is going through loss of, you know, their star running back, um, their, their quarterback, and they're going on the road, you know what I mean? And they're coming out here and they're doing their thing and they're playing great football. And I think that um, – I don't think the Seahawks slept on the Giants. I just think the Giants came ready to play in the Seahawks day. And um, that's another situation of, you know, a team that – you know, look at himself in the mirror and say, "Wow, are we as bad? Are we as or we as are we as good as we think we are?" Okay, um, look at Tennessee. Their defense stinks right now. Okay, for as much as you know, much you know, respect they put on you know with Derrick Henry. I saw him fumble the other day. Okay, so I mean, Tennessee looks very, very, very ordinary when Derrick Henry is not, you know running over people or running 99-yard touchdowns, okay? Um, another team, Arizona. Lost three straight. This is going to be a game that they're playing coming up this weekend against the New York Giants. We're looking at a team that's improving. And are, are, uh, in the Arizona, are they as good as they think they are, as they should be? Okay? So, again, it's a bunch of, a bunch of teams that thought they were doing some things and now reality is tough to, you know, to, to, to smack them in the face a little bit. And then there are a few teams that, you know, really were going to just say, hey, you know, we're, we're just going to go out here, play ball, wing it, and whatever happens, um, hopefully good, and we'll deal with whatever. Miami Dolphins. They had a bump in the road, okay, um, but they're doing their thing. They went back to Tua. They beat Cincinnati. Um, they got a, 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 a statement game for them coming up against Kansas City this week. What are they going to do? So there's a bunch of these a bunch of these games coming up this week. That's what it makes this week, week 14 in the NFL, very, very interesting. And when you even look at it from a playoff perspective, um, if you want to you know, jump that far ahead, I mean, 
in the AFC, Pittsburgh coming off that loss against Washington. I think that was a loss that it might not make sense to you, but it makes sense to me. Shout out to Slate um, that they need it. I mean, you know, again, their running game needs to be improved. Um, Washington's defense is no joke. No matter how much you want to laugh at them for whatever trials that they're going through right now, the Washington football team's defense is no joke. And they showed up against uh, against Pittsburgh, and they won. So when you talk about the ASC playoff picture, the Steelers still holding down the, the, the spot. Um, Kansas City's eleven and one. All right, they lost that they, they had uh, against the Raiders. Notwithstanding, holding down the, the second spot. Um, Buffalo nine and two. I'm still not really impressed with the Buffalo Bills. They're going to have to win a playoff game for for me to say okay, you know Buffalo's I. Because, again, I still go back to last year. They should have won that game against Houston in the playoffs last year. But that is what it is. And Josh Allen is, is getting better. Stephon Diggs is, a, is, is, is definitely um, a help to that team, definitely. But at 9-3, I'm expecting, you know, Buffalo to finish at worst, 12-4 at worst. Okay? Um, Tennessee Titans, they would be in the fourth spot at 8-4. and four. Um, barely holding on. They're a team that I think that uh, is is on the downswing. Okay, um, then you have the Cleveland Browns, who would play at Tennessee if the play if the playoffs started today. Cleveland would be at Tennessee, and I think Cleveland would be would win that game. Cleveland is definitely a team play with a lot of confidence, you know, and, and and they're not doing a lot of talking. You see, they're not doing a lot of talking. They're just going out there, showing and proving, doing what they need to do, winning games. Next thing you know, now you're nine and three. The biggest game in years for the Cleveland Browns is coming. Cleveland Browns is coming up on Monday night against a division opponent. You know, and and we're, we're going to talk about that that game a little bit later on in the show as well. But I think that um, when we talk about the NFL, man, there's a lot of teams, man. That right now in week 14, they have to figure it out. There's only a couple of weeks left in the season. And um, the playoff thing, you know, it always it's always a scramble towards the end of the year. But you'd rather, you know, get that W under your belt where you don't have to worry about it and you don't have to depend on a bunch of things happening for you to get into the playoffs, all right? Um, number 16 in the AFC would be the Miami Dolphins, okay? They would play at Buffalo. Um, right now, I think Buffalo would win that game over Miami if they had to play. Okay, and then the last team, the number seven team in the AFC, would be Indianapolis, the Colts. And you definitely don't know which Colts team would show up. But if they have to go to Kansas City, which 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 is what they would have to do, okay, if the season ended today and the playoffs start tomorrow, the Colts would get wiped off the map. Okay, so in the AFC right now, I would have um, Kansas City over Indianapolis. Buffalo over Miami, and Cleveland over Tennessee, all right? So Miami would go to, um, no, Cleveland would go to Pittsburgh, and the Bills would play at Kansas City. That would be the divisional round in the AFC, all right? As far as the NFC is concerned, man, um, you look at teams like, you know, New Orleans that, you know, without Drew Brees, they're still, you know, 3-0 3-0 with Taysom Hill. He's doing his numbers. Um, you're looking at what the future is going to look like, you know, with the, with the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm hearing rumblings that Marshawn Lynch is interested 
Okay, Beast Mode. Uh, he only wants to play for a contender, and I think the Saints would be uh, a good spot for him. Um, number two would be the Green Bay Packers. We talked about them earlier. The Packers are, you know, getting it together now. You know, their offense is their offense is a beast. Uh, nine and three. They're holding down the number two spot in the NFC. Number three is the Los Angeles Rams. They're playing tonight right now against the New England Patriots. They lead 17 to nothing. Um, number four spot would be the NFC East winning the New York Giants at five and seven. They would host a playoff game at five and seven. All right. Um, they would host the Seattle Seahawks, who hold down the number five spot at eight and four. All right. Number six would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My Bucks. Um, one of those teams you don't know which you know what what what, what team is going to show up the good bucks, or they don't know it's fourth down bucks or the secondary getting burnt for two hundred yards by Tyreek Hill in the first quarter bucks, you know, or the Ronald Jones ninety eight yard touchdown bucks. Which bucks team is going to show up? All right, and the number seven team in the NFC, the Minnesota Vikings. All right, they would go to Green Bay. Tampa Bay will go to the Rams, and Seattle will play the Giants. Um, I think Green Bay would beat Minnesota. And I, I, I wouldn't be so sure, man. We've got to go to L.A., play the Rams. We already lost to them. The Rams are looking good right now. We don't know what team is going to show up. I, I, I don't know, man. And, and the Seahawks and the Giants, I think playoff Russ will show up, and the Seahawks would beat the Giants. So you would have the Seahawks. <clears throat> in Green Bay, and you have the Buccaneers in New Orleans. I'll say it like that. That's my team. They got to win the playoff game. This is Dr. Further Review Man 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We are in the building. It's Thursday night, Thursday night football. You're doing what you do, getting ready for the weekend and all that good stuff, man. We're going to take a pause to the cause. we come back and go talk some more NFL. We're going to get into some um, NBA stuff, the NBA season, man. The schedule is out. All that good stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit, man. But we're going to definitely talk some more NFL. This is After Further Review, Thursday night edition. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is your place for that aquatic enthusiast and your family this holiday season. With Christmas fast approaching, now is the time to look for that great gift for that special someone who lives the aquatic lifestyle. With years of experience, owner-operator Nelson Fletcher can help you achieve your aquatic needs and goals and help you find that special gift for that aquatic enthusiast you love. You can also converse with other aquatic hobbyists and enthusiasts by logging on to www.aquariumauctions.ca and joining the TAC Room, where you can ask any questions. Visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today at their website at www.aquariumauctions.ca or their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. 
Please don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Christmas is not far away. Come catch Santa on his sleigh. Time is precious. Seize the day at Ski's Watch and Clock. Ski's been in business for 20 years. He knows his stuff, so have no fears. He knows about all those tiny gears inside every clock. When you come to Ski's Watch and Clock, his variety is huge. From wrist watches, pocket watches, stock watches, desk clocks, mantle clocks, grandfather clocks, new and previously owned reconditioned pieces. Right now, with Christmas so close, we will only accept light repairs till after Christmas. The elves are busy enough as it is filling Santa's sleigh. Don't let the Grinch stop you from filling the stockings or putting things under the tree this year. If you're worried about getting someone a gift, you can put items on layaway with just a small deposit. Thanks to Ski, you can send that stupid Grinch to his bedroom with no dinner or TV and no computer or PlayStation. By now, you must be wondering where Ski's watch and clock is. It's located in beautiful downtown Winter Haven at 106 West Central Avenue, Florida, just across from the main post office. Call 863-294-5630. Again, that number is 863 863- Two nine four five six three zero. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together. This is our time. One, two, three. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Memories can last a lifetime, especially when it comes to the holidays, especially when it involves taking pictures. If you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can count on to make those memories last longer than the holidays. That place is Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers can help you with making your Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, or whatever holiday you celebrate the best ever by taking single shots, family portraits, couple portraits, pet photos, and more. She can also capture the finest winter scenery you can imagine. Those photos are available all across the country and around the world at a price that will not empty your wallet for last-minute Christmas shopping. Don't wait until the last minute to get your pictures done for the holidays. Call Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography at 541-951-2443. 
or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work can be found there. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year from all your friends at Grateful Heart Photography. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further. Oh, there's a machine gun. Look out, Daddy! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! For the best in old-time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. This is one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
little kids start to rock. Christmas is a rocking time. Put your body next to mine. Underneath the mistletoe, we go. We go. Back in the building, man. After Review 2.0, aka the Sideline Pass Thursday night edition in the building. You got the man here in the house making it do what it do, man. Holding, holding me down is my man, ubiquitous Bob James, aka Pretty Bob James, aka Wacko Bob, and all that. Um, listen, man. Um, before we go on, um, I got to give a rest in peace to um, Tiny Lister. A.K.A. Debo. You know him, remember him from the Friday movies. Um, I think he was involved in WWF wrestling for a period of time. Um, yeah, he passed away. You know, I just got the word that he passed away. Man, I think he was 62 years old. Um, always a presence. Good dude. You know what I mean? Always played the heavy. You know, um... 
and he's definitely going to be missed, man. So I just wanted to put that in the air. Um, respect to Ice Cube and the whole West Coast unit out there. I know, man, uh, his boss is going to be felt. Um, but yeah, man, we in the building, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass Thursday Night Edition. Um, yeah, this year has been crazy, man. You know, when, and we're in the home stretch, man. We're about to be done with 2020. Um, we're about to put it in, in the annals of, you know, effed up situations. If you've never been in an effed up situation, 2020 was an effed up situation in itself, man. So hopefully, um, you know, it's a, it's a couple more weeks left in this crazy ass year that we have to deal with. And, um, <clears throat> Hopefully we can make it through, man. But um, again, we here uh, to chop it up, man, about some sports and all that. Man. Um, I was talking about the NFL earlier, and I was just talking behind the scenes to um, the, the ubiquitous Bob James about the Miami Dolphins. That's his squad, and um, <clears throat> we we're talking about the game that they have upcoming against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I said that I think that you know. For whatever happens this season with them, with the Miami Dolphins, man, they have to look at this season as a positive because if you remember, I was one of those that was kind of adamant against, you know, Tua Tagliavoa um, playing right now, you know, just coming off of that injury and, you know, what we've seen with that particular injury in the past with Bo Jackson, you know what I mean, and, other, uh, and others. Um, I wasn't really sure that, you know, it would be right to play to but you know Miami Dolphins that's why they're the Miami Dolphins right and I'm just who I am but um two is doing his thing the Miami Dolphins are doing their thing south my man Salik he's a big Miami Dolphins fan and my man Dow Johnson big Miami Dolphins fan Joe so I'm justified in their belief in their squad man and um you know that team is a team on the come up you know everybody was talking about the Buffalo Bills you know, and I think you have to put some respect on the Miami Dolphins name. But I think this week against the Miami, against the Kansas City Chiefs, they're playing in a game where they can make a statement or a statement could be made, you know, um, through them. And what I mean by that is the Kansas City Chiefs can just go out there and, and walk the dog on them. But I think the Miami Dolphins uh, are going to, you know, play, you know, respectable. Hopefully they can, you know, show up and do some things. But, um, yeah, man, this, this week in, in the NFL, a, a bunch of these games going on with teams that people didn't really expect to uh, make any noise. They're still hanging around. They're still, you know, in contention for a playoff spot. They haven't been eliminated. We're week 14. So it's going to be interesting to see um, who can, you know, get the job done and finish out, you know, strong. Um, we're going to get into some more of that later on in the show as far as, you know, picking a couple of games and things of that nature before we keep it pushing. All right, just step to further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Um, changing gears a little bit. We're going to move to the NBA. The NBA schedule is out. The season starts in a couple of weeks. Uh, December 22nd, I think the preseason games start tomorrow. Um, if they haven't started tonight, as I know the Knicks play Detroit tomorrow. Um... Yeah, I mean, so we got to get ready to get this NBA preview off and running. So it's going to be definitely different, man. I um, just want to talk about a few games that, um, you know, I have circ- I have circled on the schedule because I'm trying to get back into into basketball mode. 
into loving NBA basketball mode and talking about it and, you know, having fun with it. So, again, these are some of the games, a few of them, um, in the first half of the schedule because, you know, the season has been broken down into two two separate halves. So, for the first half of the season, um, these are going to be ten games that um, I'm going to watch and I hope you watch. All right? Um, you know, this, this new NBA season is going to be 72 games long, right? So it's not going to be that regular, you know, we used to see it, 82 games and things of that nature. So I think uh, the, the, the games are going to be more crucial, even from the beginning of the season. Um, because again, you don't have 82 games to work with. So these are a few of the games that we think are going to be very interesting. December 22nd, the Lakers against the Clippers. um, Two contenders going at it on opening night, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you know about them with the Lakers, world champions and all that. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you know about them, how they fell apart in the playoffs for the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Montreal Harrell, you know, doing his thing, you know what I mean? Um, Going to the Lakers, leaving the Clippers. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a little bit of dramatics in the building. You know how they're going to try to gas that up, you know. So that's that's one of the games that you should not miss uh, in this upcoming uh, NBA season. All right. Another game that you should not miss in this upcoming NBA season, December 22nd, opening night, the Warriors, Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets. Enough said, right? Okay. On one side, you got Steph Curry, you know, making his return, all right, um, with a, a, a kind of new look Golden State Warriors team that has the rookie James Wiseman in the middle holding down the fort at center, okay? And on the other side, you got Kevin Durant coming back to the league, healthy, hopefully, allegedly, against his former teammates in Golden State, all right, for the first time since he left them as a free agent. And he's playing with Kyrie Irving. And they're both going to be making their Brooklyn Nets debut together at the same time, December 22nd, against the Golden State Warriors. You think that's a game that people aren't looking forward to and going to, you know, have talk about on Twitter and, and, and have, you know, for back page fodder for the tabloids and, and, and be on Sports Center and all the talk shows. Come on now. You already know. They're foaming at the mouth for this one. Um, December 23rd, you got the Milwaukee Bucks against the Boston Celtics. All right? Um, two Eastern Conference powers. They're going to begin their season against each other. Uh, Giannis is going to lead his team against you know, Jason Tatum and the and the Boston Celtics. The Bucks are looking kind of kind of different now. They're gonna have, you know, Drew Holiday making his debut. Okay. Um, these are two of the best, you know, teams in the Eastern Conference, if not the whole NBA. Okay. Um, and the Bucks need some help to get over that hump. You know, Giannis has, you know, been talked about now as a guy who is supposed to be a winner to help them do what they do, but the results have been the same. No championships. And really, in their, in, in their perspective, nowhere near it. Playoffs, you know, are you are you just a playoff team? 
Hopefully, Drew Holiday could help them work some things out. Christmas night, the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers. There are going to be five games on Christmas. you got one of the league's up-and-coming teams in the Dallas Mavericks going against the defending champion Lakers. And at the same time, you have the situation on a personal level. You've got Luka Doncic with Dallas. No Chris Porzingis. He's injured. All right? You've got Luka Doncic for Dallas. You've got LeBron James for the Lakers. I mean, again, you know, you're watching the, the, the future and the present of the NBA and, you know, in, in, in a manner of speaking, the past of the NBA. You know, when LeBron was, you know, first came to the league, he was ordained the king and doing what he needed to do to, to, to get that respect. Now we're watching Luka Doncic, who hopefully he will carry that, you know, carry that torch on, you know, for the next 10 to 15 years for the Dallas Mavericks doing great things in the NBA. Um, December 26th, the Atlanta Hawks against the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, you know, we don't really just all the time focus on the teams that are contenders or championship material. Um, you know, there are a bunch of teams in the league. You know, everybody's not a great team, but um, you have a fun matchup here, okay, with two teams that are trying to get back to the playoffs, and you got two of the most entertaining guards in the league. You have Trey Young for Atlanta, you know, his three-point shot and what he does against John Morant. And John Moran is going to take it and bring it to your face, period. So it's going to be very interesting to watch these two young guys as they carry on and see, you know, if they can, you know, try to become uh, faces of the NBA and uh, bring their team to a championship level. All right. Um, December 29th, we got the New Orleans Pelicans against the Phoenix Suns. The Suns, you know, I think, you know, some people would say they made the biggest move of the offseason when they traded for Chris Paul. You know what I mean? Um, coming off of that, what were they, undefeated in the bubble? You know, that really didn't, you know, carry a whole lot of weight. But hopefully it could show them, you know, um, what they could do because the Phoenix Suns got some things going on. Um, and they're going to try to get back into the playoffs for the first time since 2010. On the other side, you got New Orleans. They're trying to, you know, get back to the postseason with a healthy Zion. Um, remember, this year they're going to have a play-in tournament for the uh, seventh and eighth spots in each conference. So this could be a preview of what could we what we could see in the uh, Western Conference play-in tournament. All right, and it's also a chance to watch, you know, some of the most entertaining players in the league, man. You know, Phoenix, Devin Booker. You know what I mean? New Orleans, New Orleans doing their thing and, and, and making it happen. All right? January 7th, 2021. Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. All right? Um, the Sixers made a number of changes this year on and off the court. Um, you know, Doc Rivers, the new coach, doing what they need to do. Um, coming in, you know, playing against another team that looks, you know, different this year, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, it's going to be four all-star talents on the floor. You know this is going to be a, a potential Eastern Conference playoff matchup, okay? Um, you know, early in the season, it doesn't get, you know, too much better than the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets, Doc Rivers, Steve Nash, you know, uh, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, you know, Kyrie, Kevin Durant. So there you go. Um, January the 8th, 
Um, Charlotte Hornets against New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, again, we don't really, you know, we don't really have to have those championship matchups that everybody else is going to mention and stuff like that. Um, there's a couple of reasons to have this game circled on your schedule. Um, besides, you know, being another chance to see Zion Williamson play. Um, it's also going to be the national TV debut for LaMelo Ball, who was the number three overall pick. And, you know, and people talk about he's one of the most interesting prospects in the draft. You know, and this game is going to be against his brother Lonzo Ball, who plays for the Pelicans. So that's going to be another interesting reason to watch this game on January the 8th, 2021. All right. Um, January 17th. I mean, um, the Nuggets have to be on the list of must-watch games for this season. All right. Um, he is one of the most, you know, enjoyable players in the game to watch. Um, he's one of the, you know, one of the top passes in the game. Um, it's going to be a, a rematch of the first-round playoff series against the Utah Jazz. So, again, you know, um, in addition to seeing Yoki play, you'll get another uh, – chance to watch Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray. Remember, they had a classic first-round playoff series in the bubble, right? Um, February 20th, you got the Heat and the Lakers, finals rematch, right? Um, yeah, the, the Lakers and the Heat don't play each other until, you know, two months into the season. But I think that, you know, we'll see where each team is at by then, right? Um, again, uh, these 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 uh, players like LeBron and and, and – uh, Anthony Davis and those guys, you know, they should be recovered from that, you know, deep playoff run, at, you know, by this point in February. And uh, you look forward to watching everybody and seeing everybody play. All right. So those are the games, man, that um, should be interesting to watch this season. And um, the season starts December 22nd. Uh, preseason starts, I think it starts tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. It might start tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I just know the Knicks play Detroit tomorrow. Okay, yes, it starts tomorrow. Okay, the number of games on the NBA preseason slate um, involved the New York Knicks at the Detroit Pistons, the Orlando Magic at the Atlanta Hawks, the Houston Rockets at the Chicago Bulls, and the LA Clippers at the Los Angeles Lakers, the Sacramento Kings at the Portland Trailblazers. So those are the games that are tipping off tomorrow as far as the uh, NBA preseason is concerned. I'm looking forward to a pretty exciting season. I mean, you know, I'm not going to, you know, um, complain about the fact that it's 72 games. You know, I'm not going to, you know, get off into that. But it just is what it is. They're going to have to figure it out until they can get everything back, um, you know, in, in, in the way it's supposed to be. But um, I'm in agreement that this is the time of year that to start the NBA season. I always, you know, if you listen to this show, I always said that the NBA season should start around Christmas time, you know, because I think that, the, you know, when it started normally, it's just, to me, it's just an extension of the preseason. You don't really get into the NBA until like a month into the season, which would be around Christmas time. So I think, um, you know, right now what we have to deal with with the pandemic and things is just a perfect time to get it back on and popping. Um, people talk about, you know, they had four months off due to the, the pandemic, which is cool. You know what I mean? I, I get it. But, um, you know, getting back to it, I, I guess it is what it is, man, to keep people interested. But um, hopefully, you know, people don't get, you know, um, tired of seeing basketball all the time. 
you know, because we just got through playing, and hopefully that the the stars we're looking forward to coming back. They have put them injuries, you know, put the injuries behind them, you know, like Stephen Curry, you know, Kevin Durant, you know. Um, when you talk about Steph Curry, you know, um, you know, I think he had the, you know, the least serious injury of any of those players that were hurt. Um, I mean, you know, he broke his hand, but I think there's really no long-term thing to worry about, you know, as far as that's concerned. But again, um, this is going to be one of the strangest seasons with Steph Curry because now, you know, um, he's going to have to basically do it, you know, on his own, be the leader, right? Um, and this is going to be a season that, you know, he hasn't had to deal with since before Golden State became a thing, right? Kevin Durant is gone. No Clay Thompson. He's out for the season again with the tour of Achilles. That leaves, you know, Draymond Green and a bunch of new guys, right? And you got the rookie James Wiseman, right? But nobody's going to question, you know, um, Steph Curry's greatness and what he brings to the league and what he's brought to the game. But I think that, you know, this would be the type of challenge that could really put him in that pantheon of, you know, great players who did it, you know what I mean, when it, when it needed to be done. Um, I think, you know, he hasn't really had that much talent around him. Uh, except for a couple of games last year before and after he got hurt. Um, I think that if we see the return of MVP Steph, it's going to be something special. And if this team, you know, goes to State Warriors, get to the playoffs without Clay Thompson, I think that would be an achievement in itself. And it would speak to, you know, Curry and his leadership abilities and him, you know, um, making these guys focus and knowing that, you know, a spot in the Western Conference can be had. Even if it's if it's a, a spot in the play-in, that's still a spot. Anything can happen, right? Um, Kevin Durant, you know, everybody knows about you know he you know came back too early from the calf injury in the 2019 finals. You know, um, tore his Achilles in Game Five. Hasn't been on the court since. Um, but you know he's in Brooklyn now. He's about to do it again, and he's about to do it with Kyrie Irving. And um, these two guys are the most, you know, um, offensively gifted, you know, players of this generation. So the ceiling is set pretty high. But I think that um, it basically, you know, depends on how Kevin Durant looks. Um, if he's the MVP Durant and going toe-to-toe with LeBron James Durant, the Nets are going to be a problem. But if he's just the very good Durant and just an all-star, um, the Nets are not going to be a problem at all. But let me say this. I've been waiting to say this, and I'm going to say this now. I think that the Brooklyn Nets have the biggest target on their back in the entire NBA. For as much, you know, noise has been talked about Kevin Durant and him being the guy, and, you know, if you put him on the team, you automatically win a championship. This is going to prove it all. So Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving and Steve Nash and the whole Brooklyn Nets organization, okay? I think that, you know, they don't have time to say, well, you know, he needed some time to get it together, and no. No, 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 no. It's this year. It's the finals of bus, I think, for Brooklyn. I think if, you know, if you've got a team like Toronto and Milwaukee and they talk, you know, about, you know, well, Toronto's coming off of a championship a year, uh, um, you know, two years ago. But I think that um, if you could have talked about winning a championship and being a contender in the East, like the Sixers and, 
you know, uh, um, Milwaukee, you know, why can't the Brooklyn Nets talk about winning a championship? Why not? Their roster is, is, is deep. is deep, just as deep as any team in the East. And you've got two superstars. Two superstars. Okay? So a lot of the teams in the East, they either have two, they have one, or they have none. So most of them have one, but two bona fide superstars, both with rings. So I'm not going to, you know, give the Brooklyn Nets no slack. No slack. I expect them to come out the gate. I expect them to contend in the East. I expect them to contend and have home court advantage. In the, you know, we one of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. No excuses. Period. Because they've been waiting for Kevin Durant to come back. When they got Kevin Durant, they were talking about they were with titles in Brooklyn. They was going to do this. They going to do that. It's time to show and prove. All right. Um, another player that, you know, you hope come back from, you know, injury and, 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 and do his thing because he deserves it is DeMarcus Cousins. All right. Um, he was named to the All-NBA second team for the second straight year um, back in 2016. Since then, he's only played a total of 158 games between the regular season and the playoffs. He's had a torn Achilles, a torn quad, a torn ACL, and now he's on his fifth team. Okay? I think um, the Houston Rockets, you know, are, are making a move that, you know, going to protect them. They gave them non-guaranteed deal money. Um, I think that, you know, with DeMarcus Cousins, you have one of the, you know, um, the best, you know, skilled players, okay? He's still one of the biggest players in the league. He's, you know, he still has the ability to space the floor. He can still shoot the three ball, you know? Um, I think that, you know, he won't be a hindrance for them you know, the way they play the ball on the offensive side. And on the defensive side, he could actually be able to play with the other team's big man. All right? So physically, it's going to be still, you know, um, you know, the jury's going to be out on what he can do. But it's clear how he can, you know, um, help the Houston Rockets improve. Um, Blake Griffin, okay? Um, you know, since, you know, he went to Detroit, I said that. You know, when he went to Detroit, you were never going to hear from him again. Um, and, and again, he's become something of a forgotten man, you know, um, we haven't seen him play in, in, in nearly an entire year. Um, we know he's a terrific player when he's healthy. He doesn't really fly above the rim that much anymore. Um, he's kind of got better as a passer and his three point shooting to become, you know, more versatile. But, um, again, the problem with him, he's not healthy. You know, even when he helped you know, Detroit make the playoffs in 2019. He missed half of that series because his knee was hurt. Okay, he had went, you know, underwent surgery after they got eliminated. You know, but he only played eighteen games last year. Okay, because that knee didn't really heal right, and um, you know, he needed another surgery, so that's the deal with Blake Griffin. Um, Victor Oladipo. Okay, uh, again, you know, he, you know, tried to, you know. Come back, you know, from a quad injury. Um, he played a little bit last, you know, January. And, again, you know, he was caught up in the mix of, you know, when the league got shut down because of the pandemic. All right. 
Um, remember, you know, when they announced the league announced they were going to you know, resume play inside the bubble. Oladipo um, said he was going to sit out. Okay, in order in order to continue his rehab, but he changed his mind. Um, you know, but he was really bad in Orlando in the bubble. You know, and, and you know when Indiana got swept by Miami in the playoffs, he only shot thirty nine percent. Um, had a bunch of turnovers. Um, he's getting ready to deal with free agency. You know, in twenty twenty one, he turned down the extensions of Indiana. Um, has been subject to trade rumors. So again, Oladipo is one of those guys who's going to really have to, you know, show and prove because again, um, you know, his his free agent season is coming up. So he's going to have to, you know, um, really, really, you know, try to get back to his dominating self. Um, but the question is, will any team be willing to pay what you no know, he thinks he deserves, either in the trade market or free agency for Victor Oladipo? Okay. So it's not going to be any time for him to kind of like get you know get it together. He's going to have to you know come out from the from the jump and be that guy, All right? Uh, John Wall for the Houston Rockets. Okay, this is a guy who's in a unique position. He's coming back from a major injury and he's starting with a new team. You know, um, I think that he's going to have to prove that you know he can get back to being an old John Wall, and he has to prove to the Washington Wizards that they made a mistake. Okay. Um, depending on what happens over the next few weeks, I think that, you know, Wall could either be um, playing with James Harden or, you know, he could be the man in Houston, you know, him and, you know, DeMarcus Cousins doing their thing. Um, it's been almost two years since he's been on the court, you know, coming from knee injuries as well as a torn Achilles. Um, I think that, you know, Wall is one of those guys who really relied depending on his athletic prowess. So he's going to be one of those that you're really going to have to pay attention to. Um, he's a great passer. He's never been a consistent jump shooter. He's only shot 32% for his career from three-point land. Um, his main uh, his main attribute was speed. Okay, again, because he can, you know, blow by people in the half court and, and, and really, really, you know, set things up on the fast break for Washington. Um He's not really the best shooter in the world. Uh, I mean, he's not going to be as fast. It's going to be harder for him to make a significant impact. Um, but I think if he can return to being, you know, uh, you know, the player that we're used to seeing, and he can improve, and by the end of the season, he has Washington competing for a playoff spot. And um, we're talking about John Wall in the All Star, you know, sense. Then you know they you know Washington did what they're supposed to do, all right? Yo, this is after further review, man. Two point aka the sideline pass Thursday night edition, man. Um, I'm gonna do the three minute rant and we gonna get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Um, I appreciate everybody checking me out. We'll be back next Wednesday, uh, making it happen. Um, I'm gonna get into the three minute rant. Um, there's a video that's going out right now about with a um, Pee Wee League football coach. Um, I don't even know how to say this, man, because it's, it's so disgusting and foul. The coach was talking to the little kid. kid couldn't be no more than seven or eight years old. And you've got to watch this video because the video is going to bring out emotions in you that, if, especially if you had children, and you want your kids to, you know, you know play football and 
they want to play football. They enjoy you enjoy watching them go out there and do their thing as little kids, you know, learning the game. This guy, I can't even call him a coach because that's not what coaches do. He was, you know, talking to the kid and, and, and smacking him. And when I say smacking him, he wasn't like just tapping him because he had a kid out on a football helmet. No, he was hitting this kid like he didn't have on a football helmet. It was disgusting, yo. And I think that um, if that dude is still walking around, he's lucky. Because a lot of guys that I know and myself, if I saw my little nephew getting, you know, um, you know berated and, and, and abused like that by some guy that's just coaching him, me and him would be out there on the field still fighting. So I think that a lot of people aren't, you know, cut out to be um, coaches is a way you can get your point across without you definitely don't have to put your hands on them. Definitely. Definitely. That's out. There's no excuse for that. And the way that he did it, he did it more than once. I'm going to say this and, and shout and, and respect everybody on the Action VR Network, man. He need his ass what period. So um, make sure you, you know, if you get a chance to see that video, man, make sure you, you know, get a chance to watch it. And I'm not really interested in the conspiracy theories and there's always some, well, what was the context? There is no context. There ain't no such thing as no goddamn context. You don't do that to a little kid. So, again, um, I just wanted to speak to that real quick. I'm going to get out of here, man. Uh, thank my man, ubiquitous Bob James, a.k.a. Pretty Bob, a.k.a. Action VR Bob, a.k.a. Wacko Bob, a.k.a. B.O.B. All right? So that's what it is, man. Um, shout out to the whole Action VR team. We're going to get up out of here, man. Give you all what y'all need. Um, hopefully, maybe Bob wants to do something over the weekend. Um, I'm around. Uh, we got the NBA preview coming up probably next week. We'll do the NBA preview next week's show on Wednesday. All right, so that's what that is. So we're in the building, man. We're here. Get at me on Twitter at RMDesk. Get at us on Facebook Actor Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. That is the name of the group on Facebook. All right, so we're about to slide up out of here, man. We'll talk to y'all. All right, y'all be peaceful. We'll see y'all Wednesday night. One.